This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you, Rita Cosby, a top Democrat whose job it is to normally bail out other Democrats when they are in election trouble is in trouble himself. That's the reality, politically, heading into the midterms. The Cook Political Report has moved the congressional race of Congressman Sean Patrick Maloney from lean Democrat to toss-up. It bears repeating. The Cook Political Report has moved the congressional race of Sean Patrick Maloney, the congressman, from lean Democrat to toss-up. Remember, Maloney heads the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. It's his job to get Democrats elected and keep them in office across the country. And now he may lose his job right here in New York. The Democratic Congressional Committee, starting today, is spending just over $600,000 additionally on air to help Sean Patrick Maloney. He is in a toss-up. And Republicans have a shot at unseating the powerful lawmaker in what is a double-digit Biden district. Maloney's opponent in this newly redrawn district is first-term state assemblyman Mike Lawler from Rockland County. A bit later, we'll let you hear part of the interview we did with Lawler about a month ago, and just to listen to him is a clear indication of why he's resonating and why this Republican might win this congressional race. Tomorrow this time, tomorrow this time, right here on this program, I will be analyzing the New York debate for governor between Lee Zeldin and incumbent Kathy Hochul. And as weird as this may sound, I can tell you right now, right here, in all likelihood, in advance, I can tell you Zeldin won the debate. How can I make such a huge assumption? First of all, it's not much of an assumption. The one issue dominating the entire debate will be crime. Hochul, Governor Hochul, made the wrong bet. She gambled wrong. You cannot run a Rose Garden strategy ignoring your opponent when crime is completely out of control. Look at her campaign commercials. And the commercials, for that matter, of many Democrats across the country. The commercials basically say abortion, abortion, abortion. Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade. Supreme Court, Roe v. Wade. And it's done to invoke in all of you such an outrage a motivation to turn out and vote Democratic. 
as soon as the issue of crime is brought up in the debate, which is tonight, Hochul will be on the defensive, and Zeldin will stick to the theme of his commercials, and that is out-of-control crime, Alvin Bragg, out-of-control crime, Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg. Cats at Night, as I mentioned uh, yesterday, is must-listen-to radio. Must-listen-to radio. And I want you to listen to two interviews done by our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis. One with former Governor Andrew Cuomo, clips of these interviews, and the other with former Police Commissioner Ray Kelly. Let's start with Ray Kelly telling us what we all know except for our elected officials, and that is fighting crime is not brain surgery. And it has been done effectively before in this city. What the heck is going on in New York? Uh, are we going to find a solution and, and solve the crimes? As I've often said, we were the safest big city in America just a few years ago. So this is not brain surgery. You go back and look at the things we were doing then, and you re-implement them. But uh, apparently the mayor doesn't want to doesn't want to do this. Doesn't want to put back in anti-crime units. Doesn't want to. Uh, use the stop and frisk in a natural, normal way. Uh, Transit police, in my judgment, it has to be uh, the Transit Police Bureau has to be looked at, re-examined, because when they were a separate police department, they had 4,400 police officers. Now, in the Transit Bureau, there's about 2,500. That's a major reduction. I would use some sort of outside entity to come in and take a look at the transit police, see what their manning level should be, see what posts should be covered. I think they need a fresh look at the transit system because we know the subways are the lifeblood of New York. People are still not going to get on them. You know, every day you read about a crime, and that just reinforces the notion that uh, – it's too dangerous to travel on the subway. And that's one of the reasons. We agree. So much traffic in the morning. And on the same subject of crime. Folks would say, Dominic, why are you discussing crime so much? Well, guess what? It's the lead issue with the economy all across the country. It's the issue that looking at this from an objective point of view that is going to lead to a very bad night, the night of the midterms for Democrats. Crime. On the same subject subject of crime, here is what former Governor Andrew Cuomo told Mr. John Katsimatidis. What do people have to do to feel safe? I, I, I spoke to Governor Hochul last week, uh, and I said to her, there's 3,000 uh, violent criminals, but repeat violent criminals, violent criminals that have created crimes two, three, four, five, six times. And if, if the police commissioner that was on this show said to me that if we took those 3,000 people off the streets, New York would be safe again. Look, I think uh, going back to what we did with Mayor Dinkins, we did it, it's a 180 degree turn, right? Uh, police, responsible police, reform-oriented police, but you need more police. And we need to be able to say, look, we are a progressive city and we are a progressive state. And we did legalize marijuana and raise the age of criminal liability. uh, And we believe in giving people a second chance. But you also have to keep people safe. Uh, And dangerous criminals need to be in jail. Both things are consistent. And our attitude is police are bad, defund, uh, and now you're paying the consequences. If it gets worse, you're going to see more people leave the city. The tax base comes from the top 1%, 2 or 3% of taxpayers. They can now go to Florida because of COVID and come back once or twice a month to do business. 
that's when we're going to have a real problem. And they're going to stay out of New York for 186 days a year. Well, John, one point. Remember, everybody's grandparents lived in Florida. Why? Yep. Because you you went there when you retired. Yeah. Now you don't have to wait for the warm weather to retire because you can work from home. That's what's happening. And if the tax base goes to these progressive mayors, then you're not going to have anybody else's money to spend anymore. That's the bottom line. That's one of the main reasons why crime has to be put under control and for the safety of all of us. 800-848-WABC. That was former Governor Andrew Cuomo talking to our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, on the Cats Roundtable. 800-848-9222. And so, last night, uh, we also talked about the man that was uh, pushed on to to the uh, subway tracks and the greatest police force in the country has made an arrest, has made an arrest. They got the man on video that allegedly did this. You already know folks what time it is. As the kids say, a career criminal, his own family says he's a menace and don't want anything to do with him. They put up a sign in the hallway where they live to state that if he's seen on premise, call the police that he's trespassing. You know it's bad when your own family don't want anything to do with you. And so to people like David that listens to the show, And uh, David sent me an email overnight and he said, he says, Dominic, you know, you and I may disagree on this issue. And he was he was very nice. And he said, I hope I hope you'll, you know, let me articulate my point of view. But to my my point to the Davids of the world, this guy was arrested. Many, many times. So is this somebody that we keep giving time after time after time after time after time? It's not his fault. He's mentally ill. You can't blame him because he's pushing people on the subway. You can't blame him because his family doesn't want anything to do with him. At what point does it stop? At what point does it stop? One thing I agree with David on is that Society does have an obligation to its citizens, and 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 we should spend money on the front side of life in terms of pre-K and education, as opposed to the back side of life, three times as much for, for prison cells and so on. But prison cells are needed, and they are needed especially now. So this character's name, uh, who, who did 20 years behind bars for attempted murder, is Lamel McRae. Murray. I'm I'm trying to figure out the guy's name here, but really his name is not that important. And uh, they identified him with surveillance footage and facial recognition recognition technology. Guess what, criminals? They now have technology where they can put your face in. And then it's just a matter of hours until the police are going to find you. But again, and we're going to start with the telephone calls in just one second. His family had it so much with this guy. The last, the last thing he did was apparently still steal fifty dollars from his family. That they posted a sign. They po- and the his own cousin is describing him as quote off that something is wrong with him, and that's why he can't stay here. He's been off for two years now. And apparently he has a uh, psychiatric history that worsened when his mother died from dementia about two years ago. But again, the family put up a sign that said he's not welcomed here, and if you see him on these premises, he is trespassing, called the police. Now, let me just deal with the police for a second. Can you imagine that you've got to deal with an element like this? They're calling you to handle this guy. And it's your job to deal with 
people like that. I want you to think about that when 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 you criticize uh, the the police. I want you folks to think about it. Let's. I see David in the Bronx is uh, standing by, but we're going to begin. We're going to we're going to get to David in just a second. Let's start. Uh, let's start with uh, Fred on Long Island. Good morning, Fred. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dom. I just have to say one thing, very short. Anybody who gives a forum to Cuomo about anything, especially crime, should be laughed off the planet. And but why? Wait, 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 Fred, Fred. Just please tell me he could be your governor down the road. So I, I, I don't understand the point that you're making. The point I'm making is he signed the no-cash bail bill. And, he signed it. He and, put us in this mess. Okay, and I then, got it. But and so, then, and, so, and then, and then, and and so, then I'm, so supposed we, to, I'm supposed to forget about no. the thousands of old people he killed? No, 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 no. You're not supposed to forget anything. But please keep in mind that he may be governor one day again. He's never going to be governor. That, He's that's, never even going to be dog catcher. That, that's you, your that's your opinion, Fred. Stranger things have happened, but I but I do thank you for the call. If you think that Andrew Cuomo's political career is over, you already see his brother Christopher is back. His career is not over. The only question is where will Mister Cuomo emerge? Okay, I mentioned David in the Bronx. And, David, I also said, if you notice, David, the first caller, he was only on for about 40 seconds. So go right ahead. But I cannot give you a forum, a forum where you talk on and on and on. Please go right ahead. Well, that's fine. All right. Listen, I don't support criminals at all, especially the mentally ill ones. I don't believe we can, like, save all these people, okay? There are people that are beyond redemption. Lock them up. Take the mentally ill and sedate them and keep them in psychiatric hospitals if they're dangerous. But where do we draw the line? Is the person you see sitting across from you on the subway talking to themselves dangerous? How do we know until they actually do something? Most people become mentally ill beginning in their teenage years. But people don't want to spend money to weed them out when they can actually be helped. And you said last night you don't want to spend money to help people that can't help themselves. Well, there's a lot of people like that, Dominic, and we can't just ignore them and pretend that they don't exist until they break down our door or push us onto a subway track. But, That's the point I've been uh, trying to make. Okay, but David, but but what, what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing from you is a bleeding heart liberal answer that always stole money at, at people, at some people that are just not savable. That, that, that just, I mean, I can't be any more direct than that. Listen, I told you I spent three years in a homeless shelter in the Bronx. I was surrounded by people like that, people who all they do is scheme and plan about how to rip off money and get things they don't deserve, okay? So I understand that mentality. I do not support that. The amount of money that we waste on programs for people that are beyond redemption makes me sick. But I think the important thing to remember is a lot of the people that we're talking about, that I'm talking about, are people that I consider to be innocent, like children who are born into unfortunate circumstances. You were born into an unfortunate circumstance. I was born into an unfortunate circumstance. I'll be honest with you. My mother never should have had children, okay? The woman couldn't manage a cocker spaniel, but she decided to have three children and did a horrible job, okay? But – I never became a criminal. Neither did either one of my two brothers. One of my brothers is a self-made millionaire, even though he dropped out of high school. Okay? So people can rise above this, but not everyone has the wherewithal like you and my younger brother. Okay? And I don't think we should desert those people and just pretend they don't exist. That's not bleeding heart, I don't think. I just think it's being reasonable. Okay, so David, and I've got to move on after this. I agree with you that, and and you and I both had rough starts. I've I've talked about my start uh, enough, and this conversation right now is not about me. I agree with you that we should help others. But what I am trying to say to you, that I'm trying to get you to understand, is that when society keeps spending and spending and spending and spending, at what point is enough enough? 
And and you and you and I both know, David, what's going on out here. I'm not blaming the women, but there are women that will reproduce and have babies just to get an increase in their welfare check. You know it and I know it. And to get more money in terms of their food stamps. So at what point is enough enough? You know, that's the question that nobody's going to be able to come up with an answer to. Because, again, you know, maybe you can call me a bleeding heart, but I don't want to ever see a child in America starve. We're very fortunate in this country. Children do not starve to death in America. They don't have bloated stomachs because of malnutrition. Now, if that means that I have to pay a little extra money in my tax bill every year, I don't have a problem with that. Okay? And, you know, uh, we'll, again, we'll see. We'll see. Listen, David, you said a little extra money. Uh, for some of us, uh, I don't know if you're a homeowner. Well, uh, yeah, because for some of us that have to pay real estate taxes, uh, it's it's to the point of whether or not we're going to be able to survive. I I do have to move on, David. I uh, I thank you uh, for the telephone call because taxes in many of the areas uh, within the sound of my voice are completely out of control, and American families are going under. As we're watching money spent on migrants, on on criminals, on redemption of criminals, they don't redeem themselves. They return to the cycle, and and it just repeats over and over and over again. Let's go to Mike in the Bronx. Good morning, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. My wife has her application for her ballot. And she has her ballot. The fix is in again on these ballots. I can't, we didn't ask for the ballot. We, we, were, we were writing, filling it out to mail the next day, and the ballot came anyway. They're flooding the place with ballots again, and it's going to be the same thing as 2020. Nobody's, nobody questioned it for two years now with the ballots. And also when, uh, you know, uh, the Democrats are, are, are voting right now ballot-wise, who says they're voting Democrat? They could be re- uh, voting Republican for all we know, you know? So it's just, it's, it's crazy what's going on here. Nobody is, there's no leader for us, really, looking into these things. The Republican Party is not looking into the integrity of the voting because these ballots are out there again. I hear you, Mike. I don't know what the situation may be uh, as it relates to what you just articulated. I'm not a big conspiracy guy. Never have. Thank you for the call. Never have been. um, All I can say is we have to take a wait and see approach to see how all of this is uh, going to uh, play out. Let's go to Helen in Fairfield, Connecticut. Good morning, Helen. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you, Dominic. Um, good morning. Good morning. I, I think I think we need to set priorities. Number one, we have laws. If we don't like the laws, then we change the laws. But we have laws. The priority is number one to get the criminals off the street and incarcerate them. Now, I do believe that we should have rehabilitation within that system yes. because. Otherwise, you really are not moving forward. But that's the first priority, because the citizens of New York City and across the country deserve to have that safety the same time the criminals need true rehabilitation. And then the next priority is to look at those people who are truly mentally unstable, mentally ill, You know, I I thought some of the things David said were really kind and really lovely, but the priorities were not there. So I empathize with him, and I understand what he's saying. But we used to have hospitals that dealt with a lot of, of, of these problems. We disbanded them. Maybe they weren't the best. We now have better systems and better technologies. So that's the second priority. And it also extends with regard to laws to our borders. Now, you were talking before about the the problem that we have spending all this money on illegal aliens. That's absolutely true. You know, our resources are not endless. And we have people in the United States of, of America who really do need the help. And we are not providing that help because we're so diffused and, and spending our money 
yes, we can spend the money on everybody in the, in, the, in the rest of the world, but where does it put the people in the United States of America? We do have a social contract with the people of the United States of America, but if we're not using those resources properly and we're diffusing those resources, we're undermining our own society, which is wrong. So I think following our laws or changing them, and that's up to legislature, not up to executives in the White House, et cetera, et cetera. I don't care which party. Laws should be created by the people who elect the representatives, and those are the way it should be. Those are the ways it should be done. Agreed. Agreed. And when I have to step in, Helen. I thank you for the call. I agree with you, Helen. And when those legislators are not doing a good job, out you go. Just like we're about to see with the midterms. Because now the Democrats are in trouble. They are in trouble. And let me be clear, just and I, I, I repeat myself, because if I don't, then someone will say, Oh, oh, well, you're just favoring Republicans, but 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 and so I have to if if Republicans get in after these midterms and don't do the job, then a bunch of Democrats should come back in. The bottom line is do the job for the American people. I think it's disgusting that migrants are getting Xboxes uh, to play with in a playroom and telephones to, to make international calls and on and on and on. And if you have children, then you go directly to the luxury hotels. So the incentive there is that if you're a young mother in one of these countries, let me just get to the border, and in two weeks I'll be in a hotel in New York living the life of Riley. Come on, folks. But talk about having a bad day, and I've got to take a break. Boy, did Senator Ted Cruz of Texas have a tough time in New York. Um, I, I never understood verbalizing your displeasure this way, but climate protesters on The View, the television show today, they interrupted the show uh, where Cruz appeared on. Last year, last year, the federal government took in $4 trillion in tax revenues, most money in history we've ever taken in. The problem is we spent nearly $7 trillion, and that's what... We do cover climate here, guys. We do cover climate. Ladies, ladies, excuse us. Let us do our job. Let us do our job. We hear what you have to say, but you got to go. But you got to go. That's what what Whoopi uh, says there. But then... It was even worse the night before for Ted Cruz. And again, I never understood uh, taking it to this level. But uh, last night at Yankee Stadium, it was even worse where Cruz received, let's say, a one-finger salute. Wow. Well, we see all the telephone calls uh, coming up at the top of the hour at 1 a.m. Frank Morano on the other side of midnight at uh, 1245. We'll have our Carter Care segment. And when we come back, we're going back to your telephone calls to Yonkers, Connecticut, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Boston, Asbury Park and Rockland County. Talk Radio 77. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. We're about to go back to your telephone calls. We are discussing the midterm shocker of the Cook political report has moved the congressional race of Sean Patrick Maloney from lean Democrat to toss up. 
He is up against a first-term state assemblyman, Mike Lawler, Lawler in Rockland County. In a minute or so, a few minutes, we'll let you hear part of our interview that we did with Mr. Lawler of, about a month ago before several people have since been killed uh, in the subway system. And uh, we are also discussing the fact that tonight's the night at 7 p.m., Zeldin, Hoku will debate each other. I am telling you, Zeldin has already won the debate because Hoku is going to be on the defensive on the issue of crime. What could she possibly say that's going to make her come out looking good as it relates to the current situation we all find ourselves in. To Gracie in Rockland County, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, good morning, Dominic. Two points quick. Number one, uh, David said something about when he was in the shelter for three years, there were uh, people there scheming. So uh, so instead of working, I was my tax money was uh, making them to have time to scheme instead of work. How do we know? who really deserves the chance and doesn't deserve the chance. There is not an infinite amount of money. What happens? Well, we're going to have to go with the wheelbarrow uh, like they did it after the war, World War II, to buy a loaf of bread, a wheelbarrow full of money. This can't go on. I do not know how anybody, and it's not that it's Democrat. I'm just saying the party in power that has created this mess in 20, 23 months. How can anyone with a brain that's breathing vote for them? Don't vote for the Republican. Just don't vote for the Democrats. What you said, and if the Republicans don't do what they're supposed to do, we get rid of them too. But we can't go on like this. The gas, the bread. Every time you go to the supermarket, everything's 20%, 20 cents more. How can this continue? Well, Gracie, all I can tell you is uh, in Rockland County, uh, right up the road on 202, I went into um, uh, ShopRite the other day, and I, I bought four items. Two happened to be packs of blueberries. Uh, and the blueberries, the cost for that have skyrocketed. And for four items, I paid $29. And I still don't know. You know, it, it, it's, well, you're right, Gracie. We can we cannot continue at the, the rate where we're going. And the biggest problem that I have with some of my liberal friends, um, and I, I think you heard the sentiment from David, is that they think that there is, in Audrey, Audrey's holding on as well, that there is, and I hope the situation is better for Audrey with her uh cousin uh, who was uh, recently murdered in uh, Richmond, Virginia. We'll get the details from her in just a second. But the, the biggest problem that I have with my liberal friends is that they think that there's money forever, forever to spend. And, and, and if we thank you for the call, Gracie. If we're going to be honest about this, and I am going to be brutally honest right now, we're spending good, we're putting money into causes where you have to wonder if it's worthy. Because, I mean, how many chances is enough? How, 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 how many, how many, how much food stamps a month is enough? I'm sorry, I don't think it's right. When I'm in the supermarket spending $300 for groceries... And I grew up on food stamps, and somebody's in front of me or behind me, and they're getting the best of products, and they're pulling out their their uh, food stamp card to pay to pay for theirs. Where's the fairness in that? For most of us, you don't work, you don't eat, but no. Progressives will tell you, don't worry, the AOCs. And I am glad that she is finally starting to get hers. Almost everywhere she goes these days, she's being booed. Your 15 minutes was up after the first eight minutes, AOC. And you've been running game and conning people 
in your district, and they have had enough. You should not be in Congress. Could I be any more clear? It's a complete joke. You and the rest of those nuts that are members of the squad. Go somewhere else. If everything is so bad in this country, go somewhere else. Let's let's see how that works out for you. Let's see here. Let's go to Al in Yonkers. Good morning, Al. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, Dominic, thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to mention uh, and see if you agree. I think uh, Congressman Maloney is in big trouble uh, politically. I think the uh, it's also it's um, it has to do with, of course, the potential red wave. But I believe the constituents in his district are concerned with his living arrangements and the hiring practices that he's had recently of uh, of staff members. So I think uh, I think these are concerns of the constituents. And uh, I wanted to see if you agree. Well, uh, the issues you raised, Al, have been highly publicized uh, sure. in, in the media. But let's just put that to the corner. He's in trouble, Mr. Maloney, because Democrats took voters for granted. Going in, they they, they thought that after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, they thought that they had it made. And and it did appear to be that way. But they completely underestimated that there are other important issues like the economy and crime and people are fed up and people don't like Biden. There's no other way to say it. Even Democrats don't like Biden. I wish him well as a senior citizen, but as the president of the United States, he's just not cutting it. And so the momentum, Al, and I thank you for the call, it is just building for Republicans, for the midterms, and we're going to have the answers very soon. But we're going to know by about 8 o'clock tonight, 8 p.m., what happened in this uh, zeldon Hochul debate. And I would not like to be Governor Hochul. Because there is nothing that she can say that's going to justify her existence as governor with the crime situation. So before I take a break, I do want to hear from Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. How are you this morning? Good morning. Um, things are getting better. Um, just an update. I had a visual for my cousin today in Richmond, and um, he, um, the body will be here on Wednesday. So the funeral is going to be here, but um, they haven't caught anyone yet. But I'm not a liberal, by the way, or a progressive. I'm just a person with empathy. I heard you say okay. <laughs> about me and Dave. Well, like, well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're laughing tonight. I'm glad that you're laughing. Don't laugh, you'll get a headache. Anyway, um, what I haven't heard from anyone, any Republicans or Democrats, anywhere, the solution, okay, well, I hear it's a crime, this is a high crime, and this is a this, that. No one has actually said a, a, a reasonable solution. Stop it, first. Wait, not. Audrey, Audrey, here's a solution. Lock what? them up. That's okay, a solution. I hear that. But lock, lock them, them up. up. Send them the right. Send them the Rikers and lock them. Rikers going to be shut down. But here's the thing: when they don't have a, a, a administration to weed out the, the mental um, 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 people that they close, Bloomberg um, shut that down. See that that that's what happened. All that stuff to me has to be reinvented or, or, or brought out and and really thought out because the police, yes, they don't have to go into some situation with a mental illness person being a, an ex EMT. They come to protect the EMTs, but they shouldn't have to go into that because they're not trained for that. But I haven't heard anyone, and right now I don't think the Hoku or whatever, and the, the, whatever the debate is going to be about for the, the governorship in New York, I probably won't watch it because I haven't heard anything from either one of them. But I know I have to vote for one of them. And, but, and, and he, wait, Audrey, here's something else that Governor Hoku could have could have done when she met privately with Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. She could have said, "Listen, I, I've got you with in terms of political cover for maybe another month." If you do one more outrageous thing or one more questionable thing, you are done. That's what she could have said and should have said to the Manhattan District Attorney. 
abruptly change stuff. You know, she came in in the middle of the tag, but it has to be done everywhere, everywhere. Oh, by the way, a woman was standing on the corner here in Brooklyn, Fulton Street and on Brooklyn Avenue, not far from me. A woman got shot in her leg. They don't know who did it. What kind of mess is that? Well, when you say what kind of mess is that, to me that doesn't point to the police. That points to the to the animals that did it. So if you come up with a good solution, let me know. I'll pass it I, on. I, I, Audrey, I already gave you the solution. My Thank friend, I, I already gave you the solution. Thank you for the call, Audrey. I already gave you the solution. A no-nonsense mayor that means what he, we need Rudy Giuliani to. I'm going to be straight with you right now, Audrey. Did these homeboys act up like this under Giuliani? No, because they knew that the mayor of New York was not playing. And if you act up, you get locked up. That's what we need. Mayor Adams, you know, Mr. Cool himself, Mr. Nightlife himself, needs to stop with the rhetoric and get serious. And even if you can't keep them in jail, just revolving door, lock them up, lock them up, lock them up, lock them up, lock them up. It's real simple, folks. Lock them up, lock them up. Stop and frisk would start tomorrow under a Carter administration. As a matter of fact, that would be too late. I've got to take a break, folks. Dominic Carter here with you. When we come back, our Carter Care segment and more of your telephone calls. And coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight, Stop and Frisk would start tomorrow. WABC. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. Normally at this time, folks, I discuss an issue that is on my radar, that is uh, somewhat sensitive to me. A little different this morning because it really is debate day. Not just in New York, the governor's race. Uh, Lee Zeldin and Kathy Hochul at 7 p.m., but also in Pennsylvania, uh, Fetterman uh, and uh, Dr. Oz, and uh, normally candidates will downplay expectations uh, right before debate. That is happening in Pennsylvania. Uh, the Fetterman folks, remember, remember he, um, he um, survived a stroke, and uh, the Fetterman people were saying that uh, sent a memo to reporters claiming the celebrity heart surgeon has a built-in advantage, and I'm, I'm reading this here. Let's be clear about this matchup. Dr. Oz has been a professional TV personality for the last two decades. And so that's what the Fetterman folks are saying. It's going to be very interesting. And let me just say this about the uh, Zeldin-Hokel um, debate. The one area that Zeldin has to be careful about He's going to emerge victorious because there's nothing that Hoku can say to defend herself on the crime front. Here's the one area that he has to be careful. I remember when I was up in Buffalo at this debate, he has to make sure he doesn't have a Rick Lazio moment. When Lazio went after Hillary Clinton and wanted her to sign a campaign finance pledge and he, he left this podium, which is a no-no for debates, and walked over to her and said, sign it, sign it, sign it. That was the beginning of the end of his campaign. He was crucified in the media uh, starting the very next day that he invaded the space of Hillary Clinton and that it was seen as being unfair to a woman. Remember, Hoku was seeking to become the first woman governor of New York State. So Zeldin does have to be careful. He can be aggressive. He can go after her, but it's a fine line, a very fine line, and he cannot go over that line. 
We will find out come 7 p.m. tonight. To Roger in Manhattan, right back to the phones. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, hello there. Thank you for, for taking my call. And you are the best, probably the best well, thank on you. the radio. Thank you. Or on any news media, as a broadcaster, uh, talk radio, whatever. Uh, listen, uh, if I may uh, call you uh, dumb. Okay, dumb. go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Now, you mentioned that lock him up, you know, as far as criminals, in order to uh, uh, bring about some solutions vis-a-vis crime. Now, I believe not only that, but make it a little bit harsher in prison, whereby conditions become somewhat intolerable so that criminals would not want to return. Stop feeding them with steaks. <laughs> providing them well, with cable and everything, well, I, make I, it a little difficult well, for them. Well, Roger, I, I don't, I don't think they're getting stakes, but, but I, I have to walk a fine line on this one because if I say how they should be treated in prison, there'll be emails uh, sent to management going, "Oh, Dominic is so unfair to the inmates." So I, I, I can't. I, I'm not going to comment on that. I'm just going to, I'm going to say this, Roger. I think that you are making some excellent points. How about that? Hey, Matt. Yes, 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 yes. Matt, hold on for one second. Yes, Roger. Yes. Very quickly. Dr. Oz has too much baggage in the closet. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll see. You know why? Puppies. Puppies, I, I, don't I forget got, that. I, I, I got it. I, I got it. I got it. I got he it. I got it. In I, the Turkish army instead I, of the U.S. Army, I, when he could have served in the U.S. Army, he has dual citizenship. He has promised, right, that he is going to abandon his Turkish citizenship no, no, only I, when I, he's elected. I, I hear you, Roger, and I thank you for the call, Matt Blaze. What do you think of Roger there? Hey, Roger's got a lot of things to say. <laughs> <laughs> But I, you know what your emails are going to say? Dominic. Yes. They're incarcerated <laughs> persons, Dominic. They're not inmates. And listen, we all know that just lock them up is not the solution. But in the meantime, as a deterrent until we figure out the solution to show them. Because they didn't play this nonsense under Giuliani. No. Because Giuliani was very, very clear, crystal clear. And he didn't raise his voice. You act up, you get locked up. That's it. That's it. And then when you went to jail, they had to wear a certain type of, they made them wear like the fluorescent pink outfits and they had, and they were embarrassed. And, right. and that's what they had to do. And they, uh, they kept the jail under control. Well, we and need now to it's keep out of something. We need to keep something out of control. But thank you, Matt Blaze. Let's go to Tommy in Connecticut. Good morning, Tommy. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you, Dominic. I'm the second one from Connecticut next to that uh, lady, Helen. Very, very intelligent lady. Anyway, how long are we going to take the abuse from this president? How can we solve this? Problem? How can a president just open the border and all the damage that he's been doing and when Trump became president, he didn't even sneeze, and people wanted to throw him out. I mean, this guy is killing us. Let's take the beam out of our eye and try to help ourselves after. Now we have a beam in our eye before we can help ourselves. Well, Tommy, you know? I, I, I think you're going to start to see the, the beginning of the end in terms of uh, the president and, um, in, uh, in office. I think we're going to start to see the beginning of the end and in just a few days with the midterm elections, there's going to be a shellacking in favor of Republicans over Democrats. Democrats are then going to quietly go to Mr. Biden and say, listen, uh, you, you've got to you've got to step down. You know, you, you can't run for reelection. And that's going to be the end. But right. But I, but but I agree with you. I agree with you, Tommy. We are taking such a beating on a number of issues that it is hard to continue. And that's, yes, what, that, that's yes. what we're dealing with. But thank you. Thank you, Tommy. Let's go to Boston and let's say good morning to Jennifer before I bring in Frank Morano. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hey, Don, you're on fire tonight. Loving the program. Loving oh, thank it. you. Thank uh, you. And thanks. Uh, quickly, I just want to say um, people be aware, and this border is a disaster. I lost... Um, 
a family member over the weekend. Um, Sorry to hear a, that. Thank you. Uh, taking a pill uh, that, you know, he was into buying drugs and stuff and uh, something he had bought before. And it was uh, fent- had fentanyl on it at this time. And he's 25 years old and he's gone. Um, <clears throat> so that's, it's very real. And um, this fentanyl is pouring over the border. And please, I just implore people, especially if you're taking any type of drug you're getting off the street. He had done it for a while now, for about a year. And um, it only takes one time and you're gone. So please, people, be careful. And last but not least, Audrey was asking for solutions. I actually looked up her cousin's case today. I found it heartbreaking, especially the fact that anyone, that not that just you would take a human life, you would put them like any kind of waste in a trash barrel. It's it's beyond my comprehension. And when I looked it up, there was a, a gentleman from the NAACP down there, the, a local guy, and another uh, guy um, from the Health Advisory Committee in that area. And I thought it was very profound what they said, that um, they, they said that we are killing our own, put the guns down, this is ignorant. We're hearing gunshots in the neighborhood and throughout the city. Yes. And it's no, they said it is the no snitch mentality. Of course it is. I have to step in, Jennifer, because I'm, I'm almost completely out of time. But it is the no snitch mentality. What sense does that make? I'm joined by Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Good sir. morning, Dominic. That's some story. I, I, my heart goes out to both Jennifer and Audrey, for the loss of their yes, family members. Yes, definitely. What do you have coming up this morning? Well, you know, we have an issue that's somewhat related to this. A lot of these drugs are coming in from Mexico, and a lot of these these uh, gangs in Mexico have become incredibly powerful, and a lot of them are in league with local police. Well, we're going to talk to an American woman who's moved to Mexico in her retirement, and she and her husband have been terrorized by these narco-terrorist groups. She's going to join us from Mexico to talk about the experience that she's had in Yucatan and what what this has been like for her and her husband. My friend Jennifer Kearns, who's a terrific talk show hostess and a longtime political consultant, she's got a new book out uh, called The Real War on Women. We're going to talk about that. We've got some baseball stuff. We have some political stuff. We have a wide variety of subjects that we're going to get to, and uh, we'll, we'll run the gamut. I was listening last night, and... Um you know, listening to you uh, answer phone calls and so on. And so you're going to have some of that tonight as well? Absolutely. Wouldn't miss it. Whatever whatever, whatever subjects people want to throw at me, I'm ready to tackle them. And, yeah, and you really mean that, too. <laughs> and, and and what time will this interview be with the woman? Uh, she's she's going to be on 3.30, yes. At 3.30, 3:30. okay. Mm-hmm. So you're going to make me stay up That's until right. 3.30 well, in the morning. I mean, look, if you can't stay up, you could listen to the podcast afterwards. But, but I, yeah. You know... <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed to admit this. You stating that is the first time that I've realized that I can uh, listen to a podcast. Well, it's different. What, what, it's so much easier just to listen live. Right, you know? right, right. So yeah. maybe, I don't know, maybe yeah. I'm just old-fashioned. Uh, maybe it. I'll put you to sleep. If you have difficulty sleeping, we'll, we'll put no, you to you sleep. No, you never put me to sleep. The problem is you keep me up all night. That's the problem. Anyway, folks, you want to keep it right here. Frank Morano's coming up right now, the other side of midnight. You make the best of your day. Talk Radio 77 WABC.